0: Praise God. Praise God. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I'd like to go to John chapter 4. Excuse me. John chapter 4, verse 20. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh and ye shall neither in this mountain, nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. In other words, the Jews became the custodian of the true message of one true living God. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, that means they must be false. Not insincere, not uncommitted, not unsacrificial, just mistaken. True worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I'd like to turn just another scripture, please. Acts, Acts chapter uh, oh, 13. It didn't blow with the music. And now it's me. Verse 21. And afterward they desired a king. And God gave unto them Saul, son of Kiss, a man of the tribe of the Benjamin by the space of 40 years. <clears throat> and when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king. To whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. One last scripture, keep turning to the right, you won't get left. Acts 17, verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For I passed by, beheld your devotions, found an altar with the inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him Not them, him. I declare unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath, And all things he hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Please notice this next verse. That they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after him and find him, Though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. I want to talk to you tonight for a few minutes on the purpose and the power of real worship. The purpose and the power. Now I realize that I have been talking on this subject since Tuesday. I haven't got to my sermon yet. Either... You're wonderful people, or God's unimpressed with my notes. But I want to help you tonight. Will you help me preach? Lord, bless the ministry of the word. Help me to do a great job in a little bit of time. Bless all these sweet people in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Before you're seated, turn to someone next to you and shake their hand and say, Are you a worshiper? If you are, you can sit by me. You may be seated. I'd like to challenge some of us tonight with a few abrupt and brutal statements as I begin this message. Intellectual assent To divine truth is no better than atheism. It is not much further than heresy. For you to let divine truth bang around in your brain and never get into your spirit, you might as well be just a drunk. Unpracticed truth is no better than error. I didn't say unbelieved truth. I said unpracticed truth. We supposedly believe a lot of stuff we don't practice. The pathway to, to deception always flows from rejected revelation. And we Holy Roller Pentecostals stand in a crisis and a crossroads Of being deluded or deceived if we reject a fresh word from God. Some of us act like there's no new truth coming down the pike. Some of us act like we've got it all. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we don't hardly know anything about the truth. The truth is so awesome and so measureless and so boundless. We have but a fraction of the truth. Now we have saving truth and transforming truth, but don't ever believe you've experienced all the truth. Now I'd appreciate it. You preachers don't climb my back over here. I think the dumbest statement, any Pentecostal, any Christian, Baptist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, whatever you want to flavor yourself at, whatever your stationary reads like, is to say, I know God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know God. Yeah, made the galaxies, spoke all kinds of burning, blazing planets into existence set the bounds of nature, took care of geography, set up the habitation for everything, moves on the wind, walks on the sea, raises dead, heals the sick, casts out devils, saves the lost, transforms lives. Sure, you know him. What we need to say is we had an experience with him and we have a measure of understanding, but we really don't know him. You see, that was Lucifer's problem. He thought he knew God. And the people and the creatures supposedly closest to the throne are the ones in the greatest danger of assuming they know something they don't know. Well, I'm going to go after it am I the only sick brain in this house am I the only one that ever wonders what ever made Lucifer attack God's throne the highest of God's creation the anointed cherub that him, full of wisdom full of musical ability full of power full of knowledge what would make him so dumb as to think he could take God Unless he thought after watching God cause the cavalcade of stars and planets and galaxies and the universe come flowing out of his verbiage, let there be. He took his little Kmart computer and sat along the side and went, it'll take that much energy to keep that planet going take that much power to make that work uh we can take him boys now i know you're kind of snickering going what's this sick man talking about here's what i'm talking about don't ever believe when god throws his weight around he's thrown all his weight around lie to you and tell you when God has done the greatest work in your life that that's all God can do there's so much more that God can do and it blow your mind how powerful God is I don't care how great your church has grown it's going to grow greater I don't care how many miracles you've seen God is going to show his stuff before he catches this church out of here You'll be seated. I'm going to try to find you in a second. got to read for your homework assignment the third chapter of the book of Habakkuk. It's hard to find. Usually the pages are stuck together. But read the first six to eight verses in the chapter three of Habakkuk. Amazing chapter. Talks about God showing up and turning mountains upside down and causing water to become steam and vapor and wreck the joint and cause chaos. And I mean, he moved through there like he was tearing up Jack. In the middle of that, all of a sudden, Habakkuk makes what I used to think was the dumbest statement. In the middle of one of the greatest demonstrations of the awesome power and majesty of God. He says, and there was the hiding of his power. Now I said, whoa, 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 whoa. That don't sound like concealing. It looks like God revealing he just wrecked the joint he just turned mountains upside down he just laid everything low he just destroyed everything in his way and you're saying that was the concealing he's trying to give us a revelation when god has made his mighty arm bear you can rest assured it's the tip of the iceberg there's so much more unseen that if you could believe god for it he would blow your mind. you're not hearing me yet when Lucifer attacked the throne the Bible said he was cast down by the finger of God you know what that means it's like kicking off a bug the biggest baddest dude in the universe attacking God's throne and God looks at him and goes I can see him tumbling through space saying where'd that come from and God said I have not seen here hath not heard I'm bigger and better than you ever imagined. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Please be seated. Please be seated now I don't, I don't mean to be rude and I know I'm in Louisiana and I'm a slob from Brooklyn so my slang is sometimes crude but, but, but I'm going to tell you something if you were from Brooklyn you would understand God is bad yeah. now you don't understand all you cats been saved since your mother's womb but those of us who came up in the 50s and 60s When you had a 57 Chevy with two, four barrels and four on the floor and glass packs and that machine lowered and chopped and channeled, come riding by, you'd go, oh, that is a bad machine. What you mean is awesome, cool, beyond measure. You're not, you're not here. I wish I could get a witness in this house. God is some kind of bad. best days are just around the corner God is fixing to take us beyond our own self-imposed limitations and show us what no other generation has ever seen before could I I get the district board to say something for me could you just say to me God is some kind of bad now, see, the, the Hebrews, they had more class than us. They didn't call God bad. You know what they called him? God is terrible. That didn't mean tragic, terrible. That means beyond computer, beyond measurement. My God, he could blow with a blast of his nostrils and open up a road, the highway through a Red Sea. I say he's bad. If he can resurrect the dead, I say he's bad if he can take a drunk and make him sober he's bad if he can take a prostitute and make him pure he's bad if he can take a liar and want him to tell the truth wow my god is bad Please be seated. Try to get to my little sermon here. (laughs) Oh, oh, turn to someone next to you and say, the bad one is coming down this pew, give him some room to move. See the devil's trying to tell us he's bad. The devil ain't bad, the devil's stupid. Anybody that would resist God's an idiot. Anybody that would tell God he can't do what he said he can do is a fool Don't be afraid of the devil. He's had his head stepped on the head crusher has stepped on his head He bruised his heel, but Jesus bruised his head. He's got brain damage. You'll be seated. You keep messing up like this and we ain't gonna get my sermon again. I said, God, I can't help you. God is on the prowl. I said, God is on the move. He's seeking those who will worship him. Not those who figure him out. Not those who understand him. Those who say he's some kind of bad. He's mighty. He's awesome got no idea what God's fixing to do if he shows up he's gonna throw tables upside down he's gonna tear up our little playhouse he's gonna make us believe that he loves us unconditionally Be, be, be seated here just trying to just just kind of talking here don't get excited just talking Isn't it funny that man is made like God? You know what that means? Man's made like God, he was made in his image. And God, watch this, God doesn't need, he has no needs, but he desires and delights in praise and worship. So he made man just like him. I'm gonna help you ladies right now in a second. And a man is so much like God, that if you'll praise him he'll half kill himself for you you tell your boyfriend your husband oh you're so big and strong you're so awesome you're so wonderful man he'll pop three buttons off his chest and give you his visa card now you're laughing but that is the God's truth guess what you get to bragging on God you get to boast you get to boasting on God and God will move into your situation and show you that you are right. You just get to boasting. You just start telling him. You see, you sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You got to understand what I just read to you in Acts said he he removed Saul and he got he got an idea why he removed Saul I'll tell you I'll save you four years in Bible school there's only one record brother Foster that the dude ever worshipped and he worshipped when he met the sons of the prophets and the spirit of the prophets fell on him and he laid naked all night on the ground and prophesied and blessed and worshipped God from that incident he became like lots of Pentecostals trying to get 40 years out of one session I don't know what kind of gas mileage your car's getting but some of you cats are trying to get a whole bunch of years out of one tongue-talking out of one blessing out of one repentance out of one touch you better watch out if God removes Saul he'll remove every one of us He will not let anything stay close to Him that will not repetitively worship Him. Well, I'm gonna put a commercial in for the Louisiana district. All you sweet visitors, all you precious ladies and men, God bless you for coming. But this is not about you. We are not interested whether you approve or you disapprove. We were once lost in sin, but Jesus took us in. We were once died. We were dead in our trespasses. We were lost. We were liars. We were immoral. But the grace of God found us. Please, please be seated. I'm going to tell you something. You, you that are sitting here tonight and you want more of God. You can't get more of God with your mouth shut and your legs crossed and sitting on your hands. He is drawn to a worshiper. He is drawn to a praiser. He is drawn to somebody that's excited about the things of God. Please be seated. I only got about nine minutes here. Just hold on now. I'm going to challenge you right now. Just about everything that God has available for you and I, He has put it right beyond our comfort zone. And He says to you, I know you need it, but I won't open the door if you don't knock. You're not hearing me. If the Syrophoenician woman's going to get a devil cast out, she's going to have to put up with insults. She's going to keep pushing. If the lady with the issue of blood's going to get healed, she's going to have to have dust in her face and crawl along the ground. The healer's moving through the crowd. Notice the healer didn't stop, she had to get mobile. I don't know what kind of prima is we're raising in Pentecost. As if God's got to stop by our KOA. He doesn't have to stop by. He's just going to come by. You better grab a hold of him. Please, please be seated. I'm trying to make a little sense. I, Brother Tenny. I'm not trying to work nobody up. Please believe me, brethren. I am not. I haven't said much yet. I'm not trying to work anybody up. I've got to break through a mentality in our minds. We, well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to wait for an amen from a musician here. We make it hell on earth for our musicians while we sit here and let them entertain us. Let me tell you something. Praise is a very valuable tool that God gives to the church. You will never step into worship until you first learn how to praise God. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, but you're moving towards the holy of holies. Please please be seated. Please be seated. Here's what, here's what God is saying. He said, you know why I moved? I removed Saul and I found me a guy named David? He says, because God says, I know what I like. Churches try to make me accept something I don't like. I know what I like, and if I find it, I'll bless them. I don't care if they do smell like sheep. I'll promote them and make them a king. I don't care if the whole family thinks they're a jerk I'll pick one out of one family if they'll bless me, and exalt me, and worship me and I'll promote them just hold on God, according to the scripture, likes To be sought after. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Call upon me. Will I not answer? In the day that you seek me with your whole heart. In that day you shall find me. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought, and let him return unto the Lord. Ask, and you shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened. Seek, and you shall find. For everyone that asks, receives. And everyone seeks, finds. And to everyone that knocketh, it shall be opened. God is giving us a notice. If you want me, seek me. I don't know what, sit down please. Sit down, sit down just a minute please. Get this in your spirit. God receives pleasure from our pursuit. Church people receive pleasure from their fellow believers performance. God says, I I, I just love to see you trying to find me. I know we play hide and seek once in a while and I kind of conceal myself, but I love for you to just kinda. In fact, only your fellow believers get upset when you fall down. I nudge angels and say, look, he fell down. Going to get up. Watch, he gonna get up. We're the only people that are judgmental towards how loppy and sloppy people walk. If anybody's walking towards God, and they fall down a hundred times, God gets the biggest kick out of it, because he receives pleasure from anybody that pursues him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit now? I'll, I'll try to finish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now I'm gonna get to my sermon. Yeah, I am. Be careful what you pursue, because you will end up worshiping it. That was more powerful than the response I received. Be careful what you pursue. Make sure what you're chasing can carry you. Make sure, Brother Tenney, what we're pursuing has got the power to save us. Make sure what you're pursuing won't leave you when you're in a lurch. That's why we need to understand the the consequence of an incorrect object. Please sit down. It doesn't matter if you're sincere. We got 20 million Russians that died at the hands of that Nazi nut. We have 6 million Jews that lost their lives in Auschwitz, in Buchenwald, and Dachau because they pursued a person who was wrong when they followed Adolf Hitler but they were real and sincere and committed and dedicated and wrong don't let anybody sell you that bucket bucket of puke that says well as long as you're sincere I think that's all that matters you're nutty as a fruitcake If God thought all it meant was to be sincere he wouldn't have given us 66 books to tell us how to live. It takes more than sincerity. You've got to be tied to the truth. That's why Jesus said you've got to worship in spirit and in truth. It does matter what we believe. It does matter that we believe in one God, and Jesus' name baptism, and the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, and living godly, and righteous, and holy, and prayerful, and humble, and submitted. It matters! Sit down just a second, I'm almost there. Why, why do you let people sell you that garbage? Well, It doesn't matter. Does it matter if you get to work on time? does it matter if you pay your light bill or you just like sitting in the dark. Does it matter whether you pay the phone company or do you like no dial tone? Isn't it funny in every aspect of life it matters except when it concerns our soul. Then it's just some sloppy agape ooey gooey craziness. You can be sincere and sincerely wrong and sincerely lost. There's a scary scripture in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. He said, not everybody says to me, Lord, Lord. For many shall say to me in that day, have we not prophesied thy name? Cast out devils in thy name? Done many mindful works in thy name? Now this scares me, Reverend. Scares me, Brother Barnes. Because as far as my understanding goes, that can only be two classes of people. It's got to be Pentecostals or Charismatics because nobody else operates in the gifts. We better get away from being deceived to think that because God empties a wheelchair that God approves that ministry. That's not so. God responds to faith. Don't buy into the fact because a ministry has hundreds of thousands of people that it must be right. It's not so. You be seated. Then will I speak unto them and say, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Well, how'd you get that miracles? I had faith to believe God for it. God responds to needs that are presented in faith. So God heals and God delivers and God saves. God used a donkey. He wasn't saved. God used a burning bush. There ain't none in heaven. God used and anointed Assyrians. He used Haziel to punish Israel. And the holy anointing oil was never allowed to be put on anybody but a prophet, priest, or king of Israel. And he told the prophet to go anoint Haziel, a heathen pagan, with holy anointing oil, God will use people that are going to hell to fulfill his work. God is a seeker. God is a searcher. God is hungry for something that he lost. And I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. And please take notice because I'm not given to it. Kindness. When you decide that you ain't going to play and you ain't going to sing and you're not going to speak and you're not going to support and you're not going to tithe and you're not going to contribute to the work of God, don't be dumb enough to look for heaven to stand with you. Don't ever think, Reverend, that heaven goes bankrupt when you and I cop an attitude. You keep that attitude long enough and God will find a drunk and a druggie somewhere that will replace you, make your head spin. God doesn't need us. We need God. Alright, I got I got ten minutes. The what of worship is the key. The what they that followed Hitler were doomed. They that follow Lucifer are doomed. They that drank Kool-Aid with Jimmy in Guyana all died. They that just went off on the Bobbit, Hobbit, Slobot, Cobbot, Comet, whatever that is. Them cats are gone. I get so sick of hearing this pukefied stuff on the radio. Radio talk shows, night after night after night, talking about their sincerity, their commitment, and they went to Naverna and they went to a spirit. They didn't do no such a thing. God ain't never sent no rocket ships for us. He knows how to get us where we need to go. That's why He sent you the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will take you where you need to go. You don't need a natural phenomenon to experience a supernatural. You need a supernatural phenomenon to experience a supernatural kingdom. Please be seated. Trying to finish here. The battle is over. Not worship, because everybody worships. Oh, yeah. When God, Brother Anthony, when God found Abe, the dude was worshiping. Oh, yeah. He found him kneeling before an altar in the earth of the Chaldees. He's an idol worshiper. Worship the host of heaven. His daddy was an idol maker. When God gets ready to find somebody, he's going to find a worshiper. doesn't bother him that they're screwballs. He can fix them. He has problems with people that won't worship. He found Abraham worshiping. Listen to me. When God called him out of the earth of the Chaldees into Canaan, guess what? To the amazing surprise of Abraham, when he walked in among all the pagans and the Canaanites, they were all worshiping. Shrines, altars, temples, heathen worship, paganism, everything worships. That's right. The only reason, oh, God tapped Abe on the shoulder and got him to come with him was just to change the who of his worship. You don't have a choice about worship. You only have a choice about who and what you worship. You don't worship God, you'll worship gold. You worship position. You worship stocks and bonds and success. Oh, yes, you will. You worship fashions and clothes. You worship sports and sports heroes. Um, I feel like Elvis Presley. I'm lonesome tonight. I feel alone up here right now. You did ask me to come. I did pray. I don't care whether anybody boogaloos or not, I have had a word from the Lord for this conference. God wants to deliver us from our antics of just praising over music and song and feeling and learn how to step into that high place of worshiping God in spirit and in truth to deliver us from hypocrisy and shallow pretense please please be seated i'm ready for my i'm ready for my scriptures rev anthony let me let me show you something okay everybody ready he already said it I will not finish, not finish my sermon tonight but I will be back it's already 925 I ain't even got started you got to hear me read for me Reverend and lo. 3 boys 3 heaven. and 17 of Matthew you got it and lo. A voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People want heaven to testify about them, but they don't want to live heavenly on the earth. They want God to testify of their obedience, but they want to live in disobedience. You can't get God to back you up if you're not going to do what God asked you to do. Well, you'll you be seated. Read for me, Reverend. Then will Jesus let up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Please hear me. Anytime you get a fresh word from God and God testifies about you, rest assured, you're going to be tried in that area. Okay. Read. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, yeah. he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said. Now, I want you to get this. This may not mean much to you, but it blows my socks off. This was something I never seen before. Read. If thou be the Son of God. Stop. Hell hears what heaven calls you. Yeah. Well, that's good right there. Good. Did you hear me? I said, heaven heard God say, you're my child, you're my bride, you're my espoused one, you're my lovely, you're my sweet one, you're my turtle dove. Hell walks on the heels of that and says, I'm going to challenge that. Okay. Well, I might as well go all the way. The Bible called us holy. Yeah. Yeah. And the minute you have a bad day and you put both feet in your mouth like I do often, hell will jump on your cake and say, you, 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 pardon me, are you're you holy? You have thoughts like that and emotions like that and you mishandle things like that. You're holy. You've got to get a hold of this, Louisiana. We are what heaven says we are, irregardless of our performance. Because God declares the end from the beginning. The things that are not as though they were. understand something when God calls you something he's calling you from an end perspective oh you're not hearing me you see when sit down sit down this is sit. sit, sit, sit. When, when, when when we write a story here's what we do we start from the beginning we write the middle we come to the conclusion God says but I ain't like you. see I I'm not superhuman I'm other human My thoughts are not your thoughts my ways are not your ways don't try to make me human I'm not and I'll show you I'll give you a frustrated faith if you don't understand me when I write the story of your life I'll start from the end you're not here When God calls you something, He's looking at the finished product from His perspective. He knows all you've got to go through, all your mistakes, all your failures, all your shortcomings. That's what grace is all about. Grace helps us. Mercy helps us to become what God called us. Please be seated. We're almost there. Did you get that? Did you get that? He declares the end from the beginning. Brother Chance, the things that are not. Wait a minute. I never had anybody preach on that. Are not what? Are not yet manifested. Are not yet real. He says, Chance. Excuse me. Reverend Chance. You're holy. And everything in you says, Tain't so. God says, oh yeah, yeah," And that's the area that hell's gonna challenge you because of your weaknesses and your frailties and your mistakes and your human abilities. He goes, you're the righteousness of God. Who, me? I'm I'm the righteousness of God in Christ? Well, I don't act very righteous. Your act ain't got nothing to do with it. Righteousness is imputed unto us because of him from Calvary. It's His righteousness that makes us righteous. And that ought to be the inspiration to live righteous and live holy and live godly. That God has called something to us that we are not yet in performance, but we can. The grace of God. You see, God wants to make you live out in time what He called you in eternity. Oh, I'm going to mess with you a second. Read for me, Brother Mangan, please. Thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Or or, or we could say in 1997, TV, TV, radio, vernacular, use your gifts to feather your own nest. Use the anointing I've put on you for yourself read please read Reverend. but he answered and said it, is, it written. is written it is written man shall not live by bread alone right but by every word that proceedeth out of the I, mouth of I God I wish I had an hour right now I wish I challenged this Pentecostal movement it's time to start living out of the mouth of God We've been living out of manuals and old stories and yesterday's experiences. God wants us to have a fresh rhema word. God wants us to have fresh manner. God wants to give us some fresh direction and fresh anointing and new courage. Now, now, please be seated. You, the you, devil know, hold, it, hold, a... it, hold it, Reverend. Just to back up just about six words. Did you read that right? Is that... Is but that... by every word... Wait a minute. That... That proceedeth... Wait a minute. No, it did not say proceeded, E-D, past tense. It says proceeded, proceeded. present tense, E-T-H, continual. It's time for the Pentecostals to be able to hear God for themselves. You shouldn't, oh, I'm gonna hurt you now. You shouldn't always have to have your pastor to give you a word from God. You got the Holy Ghost. Develop a prayer life. Learn how to hear from God. Let God tell you what He wants you to do. We are not a bunch of preachers supposed to have all the answers. We ain't got all the answers. We just have access to the answer. And we got the same Holy Ghost you got. I don't mean to hurt you. You think I'm going to wear a ward on my brain, sitting hour after hour counseling a bunch of people? You got rocks in your head. The Bible called Jesus the counselor. Everybody else is an imposter. I'm going to counsel. I'm going to counsel. I'm going to counsel. Oh, man. I don't know, I'm not that old, but when I came at Pentecost, when you asked for counsel, you said, look, I got this sex problem, I got this fantasy, I'm dishonest, I'm smoking around, I'm slipping around. You know what they did? They didn't counsel. You said, come on, let's get to the altar and pray come on, call on him, Jesus, Jesus Jesus, Jesus, come on Jesus will give you an answer, Jesus will break that spirit of addiction that's what a lot of this stuff is, it's a spirit of addiction, we just need to get a hold of the horns of the altar and pray through until God reigns, victory in us okay I'm sorry, I'm, I'm running late Sorry, Brother Anthony, I keep interrupting you. Then the devil. Yeah. Take a drink of water. Taketh him up into the holy city. Yeah. And sitteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Yeah. And he saith unto him. He's going to challenge the same thing again. If thou be the son of God. If you heard heaven right. Cast thyself down. For it is written. Showboats your stuff like the TV cats. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. Well, I'm going to get nasty. (laughs) What in the name of God is that? (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a break. Are we so desperate that we're going to start following a bunch of showboat charlatans and a bunch of craziness? God has given us the truth. We don't need a bunch of showboating. We need need to worship God in spirit and in truth. We don't need to pander after these people. I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm like you, Reverend. I came in late in life. i' ain't, I'm not used to that, I'm not used to this. I, in fact, I ain't got used to God yet. No. I think that's a curse of Pentecost. You cats are used to him. Maybe we don't pursue him because we think we know Him. You don't look for something you think you got. I thank God for what I've received, but I'm desperately hungry in my spirit for what I know is available. Okay, we're going to finish right now. We didn't get started, but we're going to finish. Read for me, Rev. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, yeah, and in quote, their hands, in scripture. they shall bear thee up. Yeah, Psalms 91, he's quoting it, but he's misquoting it. Read. Lest at any time yeah. Thou dash thy foot against a stone yeah, 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 But yeah. Jesus said unto him yeah. It is written again yeah, 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 yeah. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God Right. Again the devil Taketh him up into an exceeding If you haven't heard anything I've said till now You better hear this The devil taketh him up to Into a an high exceeding, exceeding mountain, high of mountain All the kingdoms of the world in a moment And the glory of them That's about what it says That's what it says the king I don't of know the how he did the it. Glory of them. Watch this. Here's what the devil's done. He said, look, I know why you're here. Okay. You're fixing to take back what forfeited by high treason, the first Adam. Uh, well, let's cut a deal. Uh, uh, listen, here's what I'm really after. I'm not interested in the bread and stones trick. I'm not interested in the flying carpet stuff. I'm going to play my trump card and drop the ace of spades right on the table. Here's what I'm wanting. I'm wanting from you what I wanted from you when you were in the heavens. Watch this. Read. And he saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. The devil that's running in this world is willing to trade things for your worship. Success for your worship. Money for your worship. Church growth for your worship. Acceptance for your worship. Don't prostitute your worship because whatever you worship, you're going to end up serving. Please be seated. We're down to the last four minutes and we'll finish. Read, watch what he says. But then Jesus said unto him. Here it is. Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. Here we go. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. If Jesus had to resist the devil about worship, we've got to resist the devil about worship. We've got to do it. We are not greater than our master. We are servants. Don't let him buy your worship by giving you success. Stand with me. I'm sorry, Brother Tanny. I didn't preach my sermon. You got one last thing to read. Said, said, the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. There it is. There it is. Yes. You better find out who or what you're worshiping because you're going to end up serving it for the rest of your life. You, Mr. Sheriff, sir, your sweet little bride, all you fine ladies and gentlemen, Representatives, congressmen, judges, whoever's here, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Make his countenance shine upon you, give you peace. But listen to this little preacher. Don't prostitute integrity for an election. Don't give away your character for acceptance in a community. Because whatever you worship, you will be forced to serve it. We need to get a hold on this right now. We need to make a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ. That we are going to worship God only. And Him are we going to serve. I realize I'm leaving you hanging. 20 minutes to 10 in the middle of a sermon. I've got more left than I've said. But we are at an apex right now. At a critical concept understanding. The Pentecostal movement is being challenged. Yes it is. I'll be telling you brother Kenny. God let me become a worshipper of God 20 years ago. And I've never had trouble with standards. But you talk to these nincompoops that have trouble with standards. They're not very good at worshiping. Because the whole motivation behind the success people is self. What an insult and a shame to make God your plumber and your roofer. And your bill payer and your fix-it guy. What husband wants to be known as the fix-it guy? Glad you're home, honey. You can fix the toilet and fix the roof and cut the lawn and fix the car. No, I kind of like to have some loving and kissing and hugging first before I put my overalls on. Wait a minute. We come to God sometimes and say, okay, fix it, guy. Fix it for us, fix it, guy. And God is saying, I'm not here to fix your stuff. I'd like for you to make love to me. I'd like for you to worship me. I'd like for you to embrace me. I'd like for you to fall in love with me. If you'll fall in love with me, I'll fix your stuff. You stand up. I'm going to take two minutes extension. I won't be passing this way again. This is it. Let me tell you something. I don't want this being rated X, but this is as plain as I can get. There's not one husband in this place that would ever rush home from work to a frigid, cold wife. Now you, Hold oh, You just thought I'd left the spirit. I haven't left the spirit. I ain't coming home to Patty when I get off the plane Saturday, dang, we ain't gonna be no handshaking. She ain't coming to the airport and say, Hi, honey. Not hardly. I'm coming home for some serious lip locking and romancing and some kissing and hugging, and the rest of it's none of your business. I'm not trying to be rude. What man would run home to a woman who never wanted to be embraced or romanced or kissed? Well, wait a minute. Is, is God some kind of fool that we rush into his holy presence with our grocery list? F- fix this, fix that, get me out of this hell, get me out of this crud, get me out of this garbage You're an eternal escape mechanism, get me out of all this Honey, you can't, we see, we Americans, we're in this democracy stuff with presidentials and all that stuff We don't understand a real monarchy You, you don't rush into a monarch of a kingdom and just say, hey Joe, my lights are out <laughs> No, 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 you humble yourself and you come softly and you begin to tell him you're wonderful and you're precious and you're kind and you're rich and you're faithful and you're good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, your worship experience is almost on the level of an intimate relationship between a husband and a wife. Oh, I wish I had time. You see, there were three compartments in the, in the tabernacle plan. The outer court, the holy place, and the most holy. Do you notice that each place had different light? That was natural light, that was fixed light, and that was Shekinah light. Do you notice that in your progress, this was the biggest area? Because that's where most people stay. They stay where God can show them what he's done. But you get into the inner court with the holy showbread, and the oil, and the incense. Now it got smaller. But wait a minute. But if you want to get to God. And when you worship, you don't worship multiplicity. You worship one on one. You step in the Shekinah raw presence of God. And you don't tell them about your toilet leaking and your car's got a flat tire because you're taken up with who God is and not what God can do for you. That's what our problem is. We're taken up with what God can do for us instead of who He is. God would like for us tonight to brag on who He is and to bless Him for who He is rather than for what He always does. I wonder in this next few minutes if we could put down our shopping list, separate the holy veil, step in, close the bedroom door behind us and say, I, I stand naked and transparent and open in the raw burning presence of God. You know my flaws and my failures, my idiosyncrasies, my hang-ups, my shortcomings, my fears, my doubts, my inhibitions. But I'm here to tell you, you're altogether lovely. You're more precious to me than life itself. You're good, and you're kind, and you're holy, and you're awesome, and you're exceedingly terrible. And I just want to come and exchange who's with you. I love you. And I bless you. And I'm not worthy of the kindness of the Lord. But I'm here to worship you. I know I have needs. I leave my needs elsewhere. I love you. Would you would you penetrate me? Would you purify me? Would you sweep through my mind and my spirit and deliver me from private agendas and churchianity and religiosity? Could I come back out of that small room a better servant, a better sacrificer. Don't you understand? You ascend to worship, you descend to serve. Abraham ascended to worship, Moses ascended the mountain to worship. Worship is so powerful that Moses came down from a worship experience and withstood three million people dancing half naked around a calf. In lust and vileness, vulgarity, no bazookas, no scud missiles, no machine guns, no hand grenades. One man coming fresh from a worship experience turned the tide of an entire nation standing on the side of a hill because worship has got so much power to let us be transformed with the glory of that realm and then bring it down into the valley where people are hurting And people are suffering. Anybody want to ascend to the hill of the Lord? Anybody want to go up into that holy place? You can't bring your junk. You can't bring your falsehood and your fakery and your make-believe. Oh, I'm crossing your theology. Come on. Come on. Picture yourself slipping past the veil. And all there is is the mercy seat. There's no work to be done. It's just beholding the Lord. We must learn how. God is a very patient teacher, but we must learn how. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Not our holiness, His holiness. Come on, let's do it just another minute. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's seeking your worship. He doesn't want your money. He's seeking your worship. He doesn't want your ability or your talent. Everything we have, He gave to us. It's His own gift to us. He's wanting your worship. Admit that you're not what you should be. Ask God to help you. Ask God to transform you. Ask God to change you. Ask God to give you courage. Ask God to give you an anointing so you can face your world down in the valley. Would you sing for <laughs> Father, seeketh such. He seeketh such to worship in spirit that's human spirit and in truth honesty sincerity there's no lying when you're intimate with him there's no fakery see you can fake it in praise oh yes you can you can play games. you can stay aloof from God in your spirit when you praise but you can't be aloof from God when you worship because it involves your spirit okay sing. hallelujah Hallelujah. Isn't it mind-boggling two worlds are after our worship? The devil wants it and God wants it? It must have some power attached to it.